Well, greetings and welcome to The Driving Line, the uh, audio-only traveling version of The Dividing Line. I'm currently somewhere, uh, somewhere near the border of Missouri and Arkansas. I'm speaking this evening in Jonesboro, and I'm supposed to be there in about an hour and 45 minutes or so. I mean, I'll arrive in that area. I'm not speaking in an hour and 45 minutes. Anyway... Oh, it says Branson next right. Hmm. I don't think I'm actually right next to Branson, but... Anyway, I'm out in the in the boonies. It's a very cloudy, gray uh, day as I'm driving along here. Uh, so before I, I forget, a couple things I need to get to. Uh, the first, a real positive little thing. This uh, past weekend, as I was speaking there in St. Charles, where I've spoken for 22 years. Um, I uh, was, when I would go over to the left-hand side of the stage on Saturday, there was a family there, and the youngest seemed to be uh, a little blonde-headed girl, just as cute as a button, and found out her name was Zoe. And so I tried to get Zoe to talk to me, and she was doing the I'm too shy to talk to the scary Scottish man. Um, but she'd sort of try to hide and give, you know, that smile that you get. And so I, I explained to her that her name was Zoe from Greek, and it means life and, and stuff like that. But what, I, what had drawn my attention to her, and there were lots of great people there this, this weekend, and young families and it was it was wonderful um but drew my attention was every time i go over there and i'd look down there she's looking right at me she is paying attention you know sometimes kids are there and you can tell they don't really they'd rather be doing something else but but zoe was listening and so i tried so i made reference to her a few times and she'd get that that little embarrassed grin on her face and and it was you know i'm a grandpa it was fun and i i found out she's just a little bit younger, probably about six months younger than my Clementine. And um, so Saturday night uh, after the last session, most of the rest of the family came over and the older kids or young adults said, she's really not that uh, that shy. <laughs> I said, I, I had a feeling that probably once she warms up to you, she's quite a firecracker. And um, so they said, you just have to ask her about Ephesians 1.5. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So a few minutes later, they bring her over. And I can tell she's getting her courage up to, um, to say something to me. And so finally she says, uh, what do you think of Ephesians 1.5? <laughs> so I, I grabbed my phone, I opened up Accordance, and uh, I, I went over to... Um, uh, Ephesians 1 5 and yes thank you very much oh take uh, okay I'll, I'll, I'll do that I'll, I'll take the exit on the right I'm glad it did that I would have completely missed it um, anyway I, I sat down and I showed her I said would you like to see what uh, Ephesians 1 5 looked like when it was first written now I didn't show her a manuscript or something I'm not going to be that obtuse but um, I showed it to her in Greek and I read it for her in Greek and then I, I looked at her and said you know young people 
can learn languages um, much better than us older folks. And I would challenge you, you, you should learn Greek. And her eyes got real big. And, and I said, I, I bet you you'd be able to do that real well. I, I bet you there's some books out there and stuff like that. And I looked on Sunday, and, and they weren't there on Sunday. So the whole reason I tell you the story, other than it's just wonderful to see these young people and, and homeschooled kids and Christian families, and it's very, very encouraging and, and things like that. If you happen to be that family, <laughs> um, or if you know who they were and have contact with them or something like that, could you get in touch um, with with Rich at the at the number um, that's available on the website? Uh, I would I would like to get an email address. I'd like to be able to get in touch with you. Um, I, I'd like to sort of follow up on my conversation with uh, with Zoe. And uh, so the only way that I know to do that is this way. And uh, I know not, I for some reason, not as many people will listen to audio as will watch video, which is strange. But, I mean, I am wearing a Kuji. You, you are missing the glorious... Uh, uh, you know, possibility of seeing this Kuji, but other than that, it's pretty much the same information, uh, one way or the other. So, so if you all could get in touch, that would be great. Just give Rich a call at the number on the website aomin.org, and uh, that would be that would be wonderful. Next, um, I okay. I will continue on US sixty-seven. I will do that. Thank you. Um, next. I had a conversation last week with Tony Arsenal, and um, I had mentioned a while back on the dividing line that he had contacted one of my fellow elders, Jeff Durbin, and uh, Tony Arsenal felt that I, as he put it, mispainted him, or I guess misrepresented him in some fashion. Um, as I explained to him, I assume if you contact someone else's elders that you actually have a complaint against them, a complaint of sin or something like that. No, 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 that's not why I did that. There were people who were taking what you said and they were misinterpreting it and they were coming to wrong conclusions and I just felt like you needed to know that. And, and you made it sound like I'm unwilling to have dialogue and discussion. And there are people who took it that way. And so... I want you to clarify that. And so if there's anyone out there, uh, Tony Arsenal wants you to know that he is open to dialogue and discussion and that he didn't just uh, not respond to things. Um, he didn't respond to me, but he responded to my fellow elder um, and that he's open to having those kinds of conversations, etc., etc. Now, at the same time, he said to his folks that they should and the dividing line and I haven't blocked on Twitter so it's probably best in the long run um, that that we just do our separate things and 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 move on from there but he wanted to make sure that uh, our audience was aware that uh, he was not 
in any way uh, unwilling to have those types of conversations. So I said, I'll let everybody know. Don't want to mispaint you or misrepresent you. And so there you go. Um, there's that. Now, the uh, conference was on the assertions of simplicity and um, inseparable operations and contrasted a biblical understanding of those concepts with the philosophical uh, understanding of those concepts derived from Thomas Aquinas and things like that. Uh, but at the beginning of, I think it was, yeah, it was because Friday night, you may recall, Friday night uh, was the big Twitter dump of material documenting the fact that the Biden campaign, the DNC, um, the DNC is the de facto government of the United States. Now, um, the uh, House and Senate, President, Supreme Court, they're, they're not really in charge anymore. Uh, the DNC is. And they tell everybody else what to do. And, I mean, Biden obviously is not in charge of anything. Uh, Biden doesn't know which way to get off of stage, doesn't know what day it is. Uh, he's just eating ice cream and, and is a figurehead. We all know that. The man's senile. That's not even a questionable issue. But it's the people behind him that are in charge. It's the DNC. And the DNC, during the run-up to the major cultural event of the 11th month of the 20th year of the 21st century. Now, why would I say it that way? Well, I made reference at the very beginning of my presentation, literally in the first minute, I said, if, if we can sort of set aside um, all the things that would distract us right now, like the information coming out demonstrating that the 2020 election was stolen. And I just said it in passing, like, let's put all that aside and let's focus on the doctrine of the Trinity. And then I made the argument that, in fact, even though it's hard for us to, you know, we're looking at these things going, wow, this is incredible stuff now. Our answers to these things, our answers to the attack upon uh, man as creating image of God and, and the entire foundations of Western civilizations that came to us from the scriptures requires us to be dealing with these things. We can't just lay them off to the side. We can't just say, uh, you know, we're not going to worry about this stuff anymore. Um, and so I, I did sort of follow up on that. Well, this morning I get um, a text from one of the gentlemen at the, at the church, and it's a notification that that video has been removed from YouTube. And you know why. The whole thing's on the doctrine of the Trinity, but I mentioned the stolen election of 2020. You cannot say the words, according to Google. Now, we all know why that is. It's obvious why that is. I mean, if you think that the if you think Twitter was bad, um, it's 
painfully obvious that Facebook and Google, which owns YouTube, that these folks are doing everything Twitter was doing and more, which means the Department of Justice, the DNC, which is which runs now, the, the, the Department of Justice and FBI are just extensions of the Democratic National Committee. That's, that's the frightening reality of the United States today, is there is no Department of Justice any longer. And if you have sent uh, here in the state of Arizona, uh, the Secretary of State, Hobbs, uh, her representative is sending uh, stuff to Twitter. Please take these accounts down. Done. It's okay. You're, we're, it's taken care of. So, and of course she's in charge of the election too. Yeah, uh, talk about corruption. Um, she'll never be a legitimate governor. She will be the governor. I, I, I know that's going to end up happening, sadly, but she'll never be legitimate, and we all know that. Anyway, if you say those words, if you simply just express the thought for which there is a ton of evidence, you're gone. You're censored. You're out. So you know that Google is doing this. Well, of course Google is doing it, partly because Google is is 99.9% ultra-leftist um, communists, basically. Um, and uh, at the same time, they are in, in perfect harmony with uh, these tech giants in censoring anything that would get in the way of their establishment of a totalitarian regime. So you can't even say it. You cannot even say the words or they will they will shut you down. So the folks at the church edited out that section. I mean, it does sort of leave the comments came afterwards without a little bit of a context, but just edit out that section, repost it. Hopefully that will take it, you know, take care of the, the issue. But it's just astonishing to realize how quickly and how obviously they don't care that we know. They do not care that we know. And I, I'm just, I just wish, I really, really, really wish our citizenry was made up of reading people, of people who, who read and study. Because if it was, then our nation would recognize what's going on. Because we would, we would read history. And when we would read history, we would recognize what happened in the Soviet Union. We would recognize, sorry, going through a 13-foot lane, and that means they're going to throw you over onto the rumble strips. Um, <laughs> there's something you can do about it. Anyways, we would, we would recognize that Alex, if, if Alexander Solzhenitsyn was here, he'd 
he'd be waving a big flag in front of all this going, don't you see what's happening? It's starting all over again. They left the Soviet Union, invaded your universities, and now they're in control. It's exactly what's happened. They used up, you know, their, their economic system can never work. And so they, they drove the Soviet Union into the ground, and then they just like a rats, rats running off a sinking ship uh, came over here, and now they're just repeating everything here. It's starting all over again. And if you look how the Soviets treated the church then, you'll see how they're going to be treating us in the very near future. And in fact, today, I believe, the oral arguments are being heard on yet another case where the issue truly is, can the woke left force Christians out of the public sphere? And that's what it's about. Because they're, it's basically, do you have to express um, approval of, promotion of homosexuality, gay marriage, transgenderism, and you know that within a very brief period of time, pedophilia. Um, because it's, it's already all around us. It, I mean... Uh, it's, it's astonishing how quickly most of us can still remember like you know six months ago when everybody would say oh don't be crazy that's not no you know it's, it's now it's like no it's it's right there um, wow there's a lot of oversized loads on this road <laughs> I'm following one and one just went past me so it's like okay we'll just We'll all just go off the side of the road here. Anyway, so it, it's happening very, very, very quickly. And you, you, you simply cannot even express in words. And, and so you, you know that what's really going on is it's, it's one thing to, to censor expression what they want to do is to stop the very thought. They want to control it's it's thought control. Uh, and that so that so then when you uh, I retweeted this creepy, scary um, clip with Klaus Schwab, who I think is is probably Klaus Schwab is uh, Lenin, Stalin, Mao. Uh, Hitler and Xi Jinping all rolled into one really creepy supervillain. But he really is a supervillain. I mean, he's he's the real thing. Uh, it, I mean, evil enslaver right there. And he he's walking amongst us. He's free to go where he wants and and live the high life that he's living. I, I mean, I, I can guarantee you he doesn't worry about how much fossil fuel he's using. Oh, no, no, no. Nope, not at all. But he will he will have you freezing cold in your home. And, uh, y y you know, the people that are the most in danger from this uh, fake energy crisis, because it is a fake energy crisis. The only reason there's only, the only reason there's any problem with the price of oil or anything else is because these people are creating it. It's purposeful on their part. 
But the people that are the most in danger from that are grandma and grandpa, and they were the people that during the COVID pandemic, oh, you want to kill grandma and grandpa because you won't wear your mask and won't get your poison shot and all the rest of that kind of stuff. It is just astonishing the hypocrisy. But again, don't forget the, the quotation. I've posted it 10 times. Uh, hypocrisy is intentional on the part of these people. Absolutely intentional. It is meant to break us down. It is meant to make us repeat lies. And that's what the Supreme Court issue is today. Can you be forced to repeat lies? That's the question. Can you be forced to confess that lies are truth? Because if I have to use fake pronouns of some dude in a dress, then that's, you know, the so last thing Solzhenitsyn said to the Russian people before he was exiled, do not live by lies. And using fake pronouns of dudes in dresses who steal luggage so they can wear other women's, they can wear women's clothes. We know who that is. Uh, that That's living the lie. That's living the lie. And there's a pretty strong Christian ground <laughs> for saying, do not live according to lies. Do not live according to lies. There's, there's no question about it. So, anyway, uh, covered a few of those things. Like I said, um, if you're in the Jonesboro area, I'm not sure when Rich will get this posted, but uh, if you're in the Jonesboro area, uh, be speaking this evening. And then on Wednesday night, I'll be in Emory, Texas. Emory, Texas. I believe talking about the reliability of Scripture. I think I'm... I think that's my topic both in Emory and Lubbock. I'm not a thousand percent certain on that, and I'm not going to check uh, right now. Um, but uh, oh, state border, yay! Uh, I guess I'm I'm now in Arkansas. Uh, but uh, please feel free to come out and uh, say hello. And I should be wearing coochies each night. <laughs> I don't get I don't get dressed up for these. Um, these uh, things on the on the road, uh, mainly uh, you know because I've I've got places to go and things to do and uh, not a, not a whole lot of time. You know I think that was I think I just passed the place. Oh man, I should have stopped there. I mean I've got enough gas to get there, but I think that's the place I stopped a long time ago. They had excellent cheeseburgers. I have gotten some of the most amazing cheeseburgers in foil wrappers at these gas stations just out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Uh, anyways, I, I try to be positive. Okay, thanks for listening to The Driving Line. I'll try to get this to Rich as soon as possible and pray for my safety as I travel. <laughs> we'll see you next time. God bless.